This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Your mind is completely against everything to do with shooting. The human mind is not made to cause and ignore explosions. It's a system called visual proprioception. So it's the same system that you use to drive with. It's not something that can be taught. Like I can't give you a class in determination, but I can help you find it. You look at what equipment they shoot. You look at what boots they wear and all this stuff. But whoever asked them, hey, what are you thinking about when you're at full draw? The most helpful thing that I can ever tell somebody is to use that one second wisely. Nothing works for you in this world. You have to work for it. This is Joel Turner with Shot IQ. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. I would rest at peace for eternity if my legacy was that I made a positive influence on the non-hunting public about what hunters are and what hunting is. I finally got my buck on our last real day of hunting. So a pro-hunting organization is voting against hunting. And that says anti-hunting to me. There was a year straight where I was averaging up to 200 death threats a day. I hugged it like I just wanted to hug a bear. It's proven that the average steak in a grocery store touches 50 to 100 hands and machines. And we're putting that into our body. Hey, y'all, Cable Smith, host of the Lone Star Outdoors show here. This is Adam Weatherby. I'm Corey Jacobson with Elk 101. This is Christy Titus. Hey, folks, this is John Bear. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 131 of The Wild Initiative. Today I am sitting down with Joel Turner of Shot IQ. Joel is a master of shot control. This guy has an awesome system. He really focuses on the, I guess, science and the, uh, behind target panic uh, and really is great uh, you know, if you are an experienced shooter and you want to improve your shooting ability, 
or if you're just getting into it and you want to start off right and not learn a lot of those bad habits, Joel is your guy. Joel, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to hop on with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. So one thing before we really get into the nitty gritty talking about shooting, uh, I would love for you to just give a quick introduction of yourself. Uh, how did you get your start in the outdoors, hunting and shooting? Well, I've been hunting with my dad. I mean, he was carrying me in the woods before I could even walk. So, <laughs> but, uh, so that was, that was all good times growing up, but it was, you know, the shot control stuff. I mean, it started immediately with me. I mean, I remember shooting my first centerfire rifle when I was five years old and that started me down the wrong path of shot <laughs> control basically. And then there was, there was nothing out there in those times. I started shooting a bow when I was seven and, you know, just a, a childhood of shooting, but not shooting well. So that's where I started in all this stuff. And, and I, you know, I, I held several positions, several jobs that required shooting, shooting stuff and shooting things well. And I just was not where I needed to be. And then I became a police officer when I was 24 years old. And then the options left me. I mean, you can't, you can't be a cop and not have shot control. So, but there, again, there was nothing out there. And, you know, I unfortunately still see it today that the lack of shot control in law enforcement and military and all these places where shooting, shooting and shooting well is required. So that's when I started into the research of, of what does the mind actually do? What is really happening? Why are we all, <clears throat> why are we all dealing with this lack of shot control in the human mind? And, and it led me to a path of research and experimentation. And here we are today with, shot IQ and controlled process shooting. So the minefield has been navigated already. So there's, you know, people still want to experience the struggle, but there's really no reason to because we've, we've got that part figured out now. It's just a matter of, can you well up enough determination to actually follow the path of science and how your mind really works? So this may seem like to some people it may seem like a, a silly question um but just to put it out there why why is shot control important what uh you know why should somebody concern themselves with with i guess this science if you will well it depends on what you're doing with a firearm or a bow you know if you're if you're hunting with it or if you're in law enforcement or military applications if you don't shoot well, you don't exist anymore. <laughs> so that's you know the human, the human mind is so against shooting that if you don't dive into shot control, you will never be a good shot. I mean, it's just the way it works. Your mind is completely against everything to do with shooting. The human mind is not made. Our central nervous system is not built to cause and ignore explosions. <laughs> so when you're dealing with the shooting when you're dealing with the shooting world if you don't if you don't learn how to consciously override your own central nervous system you will always the science of it is you will always have pre-ignition movements in your shot. You know, we've called it for years we've called it a flinch or you know whatever you might want to call it but it's always the same thing. 
there's a core problem in shooting that if you don't address, you're like I said, you're just going to be a mediocre shooter. You will make the pointy thing come out the round thing, or you'll make the the stick thing come out the bendy thing in archery, but you won't be a <laughs> right. So that core problem is that your mind will not allow you to cause your body impact as a surprise. If it can time the explosion, it will, and it times it with pre-ignition movements. So you'll flinch on every weapon system that you pick up. And that's not my opinion. That's the science of how your mind actually works. So that's why shot control is important. If you want to feed your family or you want to, you know, continue to exist in this world and you have to deal with firearms all the time, you know, that's, that's where it's at. So, so, you know, I, I imagine uh, in doing what you do, you, you deal with a couple of different kinds of people and correct me if I'm wrong, but generally I bet I'd imagine you're, you're dealing with a lot of folks that are, coming into it for the first time and they want to learn the correct way. They want, you know, want to get into it without developing, developing bad habits. But then I can imagine there's also a, a large group of people that have been maybe shooting their bow or their rifle for years and years and years and realize they're like, I, I've already picked up these bad habits. How do I get rid of them? Is there, would that be pretty accurate? You know, when you, when you call it a habit, it only takes one shot to develop shot anticipation. Like if you don't, if you don't know any better and you, somebody hands you a rifle or hands you a bow and you press the trigger on that rifle or bow and there is an explosion that happens. So let's say on a rifle, right? You've got smoke, fire, noise, recoil, all these bad things happened when you press the trigger on that rifle. It's not that it takes another 20 shots to develop a bad habit. You started that with the first one. So on the next, you, you might've pressed the trigger perfectly on the first one. Maybe you had some instruction or something, right? And you press the trigger perfectly and it went off as a surprise and your body hates it. So, you know, it's whether you've done it once or you've done it a thousand thousands of times you have fallen right into the trap of the human learning cycle and it's so you know people come to me for the first time and i love seeing that because i can start them out right i teach them all the mental mechanics of it before they ever press the trigger and then they have to experience it and test it right they're constantly testing their system whereas the person that's been doing it from a very young age you can simply ask that person, you can see them on the range, like how long has it been since you've gotten any better at shooting? And that, I mean, it, it doesn't exist. They don't get better unless they practice the true skills of, you know, control process shooting, the mental side of, of shooting. So it's really, they're, they're both, both groups are in the same boat. If they've pressed the trigger one time with no other instruction, they are going to go down the path of, of shot anticipation. And that's just the reality. So, so it's not even so much that you're breaking a habit. You're effectively having to reprogram your, like you said, your brain, your, your neuro neuromuscular system uh, from, yeah. from doing what it would naturally do after, 
like you said, it only takes one single shot to develop this. Right. We're not only teaching, right? I mean, we, we teach shooting, but we're basically teaching the conscious defiance of human nature. So when you look at it that way, it's, you know, you have to approach this practice and shooting and all these things in a completely different manner. Otherwise, you will fall into the trap of, of shot anticipation. And that's just the way it goes. So, so how does, you know, what's, what's the fir- first step here? You know, I've been shooting my bow for a while now. Uh, I, I can only imagine the countless bad habits I've picked up. Um, I've kind of plateaued on my, on my learning. I'm not, not seeing any improvement. You know, I can shoot well enough, but I want to get better. What's, uh, you know, how do I start attacking this? The first question I would ask you is, what are you thinking about at full draw? Hmm. So that's a question to you now. What are you thinking about at full draw? Thinking, thinking about my grip. I'm thinking about dropping my left shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, why the hell is this thing swinging so far back and forth? <laughs> and um, I'm thinking, man, that looks a lot farther when I'm at full draw than it does sta- just standing here. <laughs> um, right. So those are all things that what we consider the mental mess, right? You, uh, you thought about your grip and if you're thinking about your grip at full draw, then you're not thinking about what you should be thinking about. If you're thinking about your aim, if you're thinking about your left shoulder or any of these physical attributes, then you're not concentrating on what you need to, which is your shot activation movement. You have to put concentration into the movement that causes the explosion, which is usually your trigger work, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy for you to think about your, your grip because when you think about your grip, it doesn't cause an explosion. It's easy for you to think about your left shoulder because when you do think of it and you concentrate on it, even if it's a fleeting conscious thought, when it goes to that, it doesn't cause the explosion. So you didn't tell me anything about your shot activation movement because I, I mean, that's the main question. What are you thinking about at full draw? And until you are asked that question and are able to answer it very clearly, then you're shooting with the mental mess. You're shooting with the mess that the subconscious wants you to shoot with because it wants to time your trigger work. It wants to remember the the core problem in shooting. Your mind will not allow you to cause your body impact as a surprise. If it can time the explosion, it will time the explosion. And it does that with pre-ignition movements. It wants to control that whole back half. So it's like, hey, don't worry about that. You You just keep your mind up and all that other stuff. I'll take care of the trigger for you right? It's like a whole other person that's just waiting back there to hammer that trigger and cause pre-ignition movements by gripping the bow harder, blinking your eyes, collapsing your shoulders. It does all these things to bring you to the center to protect you, right? I mean, and people would think, well, a bow going off is not that much of an explosion. But if you think about it, your body is in tension. It's holding these it's holding the bowstring and the riser apart with muscle tension. And that's gonna that muscle tension is gonna be released at a very high rate. It wants to know when that's gonna happen, when that shock is gonna happen to the body. 
in firearms, right, you've got all those negative things of smoke, fire, noise, recoil, all those. So it, it already knows that it doesn't like those. However, with a firearm, your body is not in tension. So it's a lot easier to teach shot control with firearms than it is with archery. So, you know, that's the first question. What are you thinking about? And when I know that, when I know what you're thinking about, then I start to formulate how to get you to think about the right things. Like you talked a lot about your aim, correct? Yeah. And, and how it was swinging back and forth and, you know, how do I keep this thing steady? Mm -hmm. Well, you can't keep it steady. It's a system called visual proprioception. So it's the same system that you use to drive with. When you're looking down the roadway and you're driving down the road, you see a yellow line and a white line. And when you get visual feedback that your vehicle is veering slightly to the left, you automatically correct that movement with the hand with a, a movement of the steering wheel. And when you get the proper visual feedback that the vehicle is back in the center of the lane, that movement automatically stops. And then it sees more visual feedback and it's constantly correcting itself. If you were to hold your pen out right now and put it on a doorknob or something small on the wall, if you held the tip of it on that thing, you would see that it moves, but no matter which way it moves, its next movement is always back to the center. You see I'm that? very much doing this right now. And uh, yeah, it's like before you even told me what it was going to do, I noticed that it's just immediately right. yeah, jumping back to the horseshoe on the wall. So your only control over your aim is through your eyes. You don't have muscular control over it. It's all being held together by your eyes with that visual proprioception. So therefore, you have to realize that you have no control over your aim. It's just something that you get done. But right now in your shot, your aim is the stimulus for your shot. When it sees the right sight picture, the best sight picture it can, that the subconscious then activates the shot activation movement, right? So it's timing your trigger work on your sight picture. Would you say that's a correct analogy? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. Okay. So <clears throat> if you don't know... It is because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's how it works, right? So, I mean, and that's intuitively correct. When you see the proper sight picture, you work the trigger, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The problem is, is that when you go to the bow shop and you buy your bow, that's what you're told is, you know, you just put your pin on there and, and work the trigger, right? Well, then that gets more efficient and more efficient and more efficient. And pretty soon, the instant your pin gets on the target, you punch the trigger and then you punch a trigger when your pin's not even on the target, and then you're only calm when your pin is off the target. So that's the, that's the path of target panic, right? Where you know most compound shooters become locked off of the target. And as long as they're off the target, they're okay. But any movement toward the center of the target causes them to punch the release. So they're only aiming for a microsecond that they don't even see. So you'll see the jump to target or the drop to target, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then the trigger gets punched. I mean, you see it, it's everywhere when you look for it. So if you just watch somebody's arrow tip, line it up on something on the horizon when they're at full draw, and you'll see the slight jump or the slight drop. And then you know that person is, is actually out of control, and they're using their subconscious to allow it it allows itself to tell itself when to let go.
So those explosions are timed and that's where most people are and that's why they don't get any better. So to get better, you have to know how to shift concentration and how to actually concentrate when you, uh, when you, when you get in a shot, you got to know how to shift it because now you know that you don't have any control over your aim. So the first job in your shot is simply draw back and aim, get it done and then watch it to keep it. That's the only control you have over it. Hmm. And then you have to switch the concentration, switch those conscious thoughts back to the trigger work. And that's where that's what control process shooting is all about how to actually do that. So I have noticed the few times and you know, I, I, I think to some extent I've done it almost completely accidentally where I have shifted my focus and for one reason or another, you know, I'm drawn, I'm aiming and I'm, I'm just, I'm not even thinking about any of that. And, but I remember thinking to myself, all I want to focus on right now is pulling this trigger. And maybe it was because the last time I did it, I, I know for a fact I jerked the trigger or something. So this time, you know, I'm, I'm really focusing on that. And I do remember th- uh, those times where, where my whole focus has been on executing that shot in the way of pulling the trigger. Things have been significantly, have turned out significantly better with my shots than when I'm kind of trying to think like, okay, is my shoulder, you know, like I said before, is my shoulder dropped? Okay, how is my grip correct? Okay, you know, where where am, am I, am I, where's my anchor and, you know, oh, why is this thing swinging so much and all, you know, all of the, the mental mess again. Um, I, I look back at my experience and the times I've accidentally done it correctly. Uh, it's always turned out <laughs> a lot better. Right. So that is the skill because what you did in that one shot that you controlled is that you made decisions. You made a decision to concentrate on the trigger work. That is the skill, right? People think that the shooting of the bow is the skill, but that's not, that's not the skill at all, right? The skill lies in finding enough, like on that one shot, you knew that you had screwed up a shot. So, and just by happenstance, Actually, every good shooter gets to this this place. Usually it's accidentally and usually it's not given emphasis, right? So they they have that next shot that they're like, okay, I'm going to do it this way no matter what. You get to full draw, you put your pin on it, and then you make a decision to actually concentrate on trigger work. So you shoot this great shot, but you don't realize how you did it. So therefore, you cannot repeat it, mm-hmm. right? So. It's very important that you did that shot, but you have to blueprint it and realize what were the underlying skills that, that you may have, have jumped over. Like I call these the actual fundamentals of shooting. And you know, the first one was you, you realized that something wasn't right in that other shot and you knew that you punched the trigger. So that maybe pissed you off a little bit, right? So somewhere you found enough determination to actually make a decision, right? So when you're talking about the fundamentals of shooting, number one is determination. It's not something that can be taught. Like I can't give you a class in determination. 
<laughs> but I can help you find it, right? As an instructor, I can help you find it. And, you know, I usually help people find it through ridicule, right? So I'll give them a specific task that I know they're going to fail at until they well up enough determination to actually do it right. <laughs> so I'll sit there and they'll, they'll do the task and they, they'll fail at it. And I'll just sit there and keep on them and keep on like, Hey, we're not going to proceed until you get this right. So, you know, whatever you need to do, just get after it and they'll screw it up again and I'll send them back again. Right. Until they finally go, God, I hate this guy. Right. <laughs> until they finally, they finally dig down deep enough and get enough determination to go, okay, screw this guy. I'm going to do it this way, no matter what. And then all of a sudden they do the task perfectly, but it wasn't until they welled up enough determination being our number one fundamental determination, but the determination leads to decisions. I'm going to do it this way, no matter what, right? That's a decision that people don't do in their shooting. Like when was the last time you stepped up to the line and said, I'm going to shoot this arrow this way, no matter what. I'd say I've, I've found that I do that in a lot of different skills, mm -hmm. like learning a lot of different skills, but I don't implement that a lot of the time when it comes to shooting. Um, right. You know, because I think like, okay, I need, you know, again, that mental mess, I need to cover all of these things. Um, if I, if I focus on just this one, one piece, I'm going to fail at everything else. And, but you don't because all, all those other things, your shoulder being set, your grip, those are all should be automatic movements. You've shot enough to where, I mean, how many times did it take for you to put your, your hand in your grip properly? It doesn't take that many times for you to do it. It takes a it takes like 2,500 reps for you to make it an automatic movement. But, you know, it gets to the point after you've done it 30 times correctly, you grab onto your bow and you grab onto it incorrectly. You're like, nah, this ain't right. You instantly feel that you get, you get proprioceptive feedback. It's instantly you're like, ah, my hand's not right. So you fix it, right? It's not a big deal. So again, the whole first job in your shot, draw back and aim, get it done, watch it to keep it. That is, that becomes very quick and it becomes an automatic movement. It's just some, it's just the first job of your shot that you have to get out of the way because then the real work starts. So in that second half is where you need determination to actually override your central nervous system. You have to make decisions to override your central nervous system. And then, so you've got the first two fundamentals. The third fundamental is presence. When you're, when you make decisions, you're now consciously in the present of the shot process instead of out in la la land like oh my god that's a nine by nine bull right <laughs> that has nothing to do you thinking in the future has nothing to do with your shot process you have to be in the now very intensely in the now you have to be intensely present that only comes from making decisions conscious decisions to be there and then finally, once you have all these things, you've got determination, you've got decisions, you're very much in the present, then and only then can you actually concentrate on a movement that's going to cause an explosion. That's that 
conscious defiance of human nature that we talk about. So those are the four fundamentals, determination, decisions, presence, and concentration. Those are the four fundamentals of shooting. Those are the ones that people do not practice. <laughs> they practice the physicality, right? They practice the fund of physicals, if you will, right? So that's coming to a dictionary near you, by the way. I made that <laughs> word up. But, you know, that's what people have always trained in is just the physicality of shooting. And they skip completely over the mental skills required to shoot well to make a surprise break every single time, no matter what. And, but, but once you understand that and you understand this different approach to shooting, you start to use shots for concentration practice instead of just going out and shooting and trying to do good. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So obviously, ideal, ideally, it would be to work with someone to even uh you know take take one of your courses and i i want to in a little bit talk talk to you about these courses um mm -hmm. you know not everyone is obviously going to be able to uh physically be able to come to one of your courses um mm -hmm. say somebody somebody is trying to work on a lot of these these tactics themselves what how how can they start you know it's a not you know not everyone can have somebody sitting there uh sitting there ridiculing them into uh <laughs> into focusing on on their their trigger work rather than uh rather than the physicality aspects of it um what are maybe some steps someone can take to to work on these different mental aspects of taking the shot well you know, number one would be to buy my online course. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. But, uh, but if you don't, if you can't do that, right, it's, you have to learn this new approach and you have to seek stress. You have to find your determination. Like, where do you find it? I mean, it's in that, that certain task that I have people do, they have to, I mean, you can't proceed until after you've done this task. So somewhere you have to find this, little bit of determination and anger and all these the frustration of of shooting for years or maybe you know not getting the instruction that you might be seeking it's going to cause frustration and you're not going to be as good as you could be where did you find that determination that is a i mean that's a roadmap to success it's easy for me to find determination because i'm not allowed to miss Right. If I miss in my job, then then bad things could happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's it's easy for me to find determination. But I found it years ago in the fact that I was a horrible shot and I wanted to be good. And, you know, I, I remember I, I know specifically my turning point with a firearm and I know my turning point with a with archery equipment. And it took a lifetime to reach those turning points. So if you can't take my online course or come see me or anything like that, you just need to make sure that you are seeking stress in your concentration practice. Now, by that, I mean, when you go to the range and there's a bunch of people shooting, you're going to have a bunch of people with weak systems, right? There's going to be 
there's, there, I mean, there's the science behind it is they're going to be moving their trigger too fast, right? Open loop control system. So open loop control system means that the movement is too fast for you to stop or modify in the middle of it. So when you watch somebody work their trigger and they punch the trigger, obviously that's too fast to catch feedback. And if you find yourself in that situation, you first have to go, okay, not doing this anymore. I'm going to use this next shot to change my life. So you well up some determination. You make some decisions, right? And you draw that bow back and you hook your finger and you aim that bow. You put your pin where you want it. It's not low or high or anything like that. It's just moving on the spot. Once you've got that done, there's a very powerful moment about to happen in your shot. You can either take it or break it right there. So after you have aimed, there is a critical moment and what I call the critical second, right? Because it's intuitively makes sense for you to shoot the arrow as soon as the pin is on the target, right? Mm -hmm. But once you have aimed, it's not time to shoot. It's time to decide. And that decision comes in in that critical one second. The one second after you believe the aim is complete is when you make this decision. And the decision for many people sounds like this. Here I go. <laughs> when they say those three words, here I go, think about what that does to you. It readies the body for the next job, right? It shows some determination and it's the verbiage that is used to get people to jump out of airplanes, right? <laughs> you are about to cause your body potential impact when you jump out of an airplane. Nobody just finds themselves falling out of an airplane unless they've been pushed. If they are standing at the edge of that doorway, they always have to say something to get them to do a movement that carries them outside the plane, right? Same can be said of jumping off a cliff into water or bungee jumping or any of those things. You are essentially making the same decision every time you shoot an arrow or a bullet, right? You are about to do a movement that's going to cause your body potential impact. So you have to consciously override this movement. So here I go is the decision. It's the precursor. It's what I call the critical second. If you think about people that have, haven't hunted too much, right, and they finally get that shot at a critter, usually they miss because they punch the trigger the instant that any pin gets on hair, mm -hmm. right? They don't remember how far it was. They don't know what pin that is. They, just, they usually don't even look through their peep sight. That's a very efficient shot your mind is always pushing you toward efficiency and shortcuts, right? But if you were to draw back and aim on that critter and realize that you have to say these words in that critical second, it slows the entire process down. So you are, you draw back and aim and your heart is racing and all these things are happening. You get your pin, the proper pin on the target, and then you say, here I go. And that is what brings you into the present for that last job, which is to put concentration into the movement that makes your bow go off. Hmm. So that is 
the most critical thing that I tell people and the most helpful thing that I can ever tell somebody is to use that one second wisely. Draw back and aim, get it done, watch to keep it. Here I go. That is the big separator between the two jobs and the shot, right? Here I go. I don't care what you say, but here I go seems to be a very common verbiage to, again, carry people outside of airplanes. Mm -hmm. So, and it takes one second to say, it gets you through that one second. So it's huge for you to make the decision at that particular moment to make you in the presence so that you can concentrate in extreme stress shooting situations. So it's kind of the concept of using that as a cue for yourself. Um, right. So, so when you're at the range and you find yourself, you're trying to hit your turning point, right? So you do it by yourself a couple times, right? And you're like, yes, that was perfect. That was it. That's what I've been seeking. When you're moving that trigger slow enough, you could stop it anywhere within the movement. That means you're in a closed loop control system, right? So it's slow enough you could stop it. And you do that and you're like, oh, I did it. However, if you don't blueprint it, then it will leave you. So when you blueprint that shot, you got to ask yourself four questions. Number one, what was I thinking about at full draw? You got to know exactly what your thought process was. Number two, what was I saying? You got to know what words you were saying and at what rate you were saying them because you've probably found yourself talking through your trigger movement because concentration runs through speech. Okay. Speech is all conscious thought. So that's how concentration works. So what was I saying? Not only what words were you saying, but at what rate were you saying them, right? How quickly were you saying your mantra? Because your concentration and your words are directly linked. So it's got to be smooth. It's got to be rhythmic. If you want your movement to be smooth, your words have to be smooth. So what were you saying? Number three, could I have stopped it? If you were so keenly concentrated on your trigger work that you could have stopped your trigger movement anywhere within the movement, then you were truly in a closed loop control system. That's where you need to be. And the fourth question, what decisions did I make to get myself in the process for this one shot? And when you can answer that, like, did I say, here I go, before I went into my trigger work? Did I step up to the line and say, I'm going to shoot this shot with control no matter what? Did I say something while I was pulling my bow back to keep me in the presence of the shot process? When you can answer all those four questions, you have now blueprinted your controlled shot. And then you have to ask somebody on the range that you do not know, hey, come on over here, watch this, right? It's what I call the watch this factor. <laughs> your watch this factor has got to go up. You're going to now use the stress of that person watching you to make you even more determined to stay in the process. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because when you're talking trash, you better be able to back it up, right? <laughs> so you take this stranger and you say, hey, watch this. Specifically, watch my trigger work. Watch how good I am at this. And they're going to go, this person is an arrogant, 
ass. <laughs> but you are but you are using them for concentration practice. So then if you got kids at home, you got your kids out there yelling and screaming at you, maybe whacking you on the back of the leg with a stick. It's all now everything you can find, every stressor you can find is used for concentration practice. I feel like I just saw you post something like that where you were, oh, here it is, here it is. I found it on your Instagram. You're dumping a bucket of water on somebody while they're trying to shoot. Right, that's Josh Bomar. So he was getting ready for a grizzly hunt with his stick boat. And so, you know, when we do things like that, I mean, think about the distraction that that is, dumping a bucket of cold water over your head while you're at full draw. And you can't even see right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just fleeting glimpses of the target and your arrow and all these things. And then finally, there'll be a window that you can see and you have to, you have to organize all of these thoughts very quickly. That's why you have to get better at the mental aspects. You got to get better at organizing your thoughts very quickly and then utilizing those thoughts for, you know, for trigger work and for whatever it is that you may be doing. So, I mean, it's just a completely different approach to how to reach an elite level because you can spend a lifetime shooting arrows and you're never going to get there. If you have the slightest pre-ignition movement in your shot, you will never get there. You'll never get to an elite level. So that's the people got to choose, you know, what do you, where do you want to go? What do you want to do in this, in this shooting world? So I want to uh, want to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about uh, one your book and two uh, the courses you offer. Okay, so I wrote the book and I've I've changed it one time. So I, there's a new revision out there that has more to do with the decisions and decision making and all these things. So there's the book that's available on Amazon, and then my online course in the entire process. And the online course is so cool because I can change it, right? When I when I learn a new science, or I, I learn a little tidbit of what I need, or how what I need to do, or how I need to uh, deliver information to people, I can just add new modules to the course. So it's a it's a one time fee. It's two hundred dollars for the course, and you know, it's when you buy the course, it's available for lifetime and you can put it on your phone. You can take it to the range with you. You can put it on your tablet or on your laptop or on your TV or wherever you want it, right? It's not downloadable. You have a login to it, but it's the complete package. The only thing that, that is lacking in the online course is me being there to pull determination out of you. When you're watching it on a screen, it's it's more difficult to pull determination, right? Like, well, you know, I could do this signature test or I could skip over it. If you skip over the signature test, you are missing out on one of the most important pieces of shooting instruction you will ever get. And, you know, so, but, but people have the ability to skip over things when it's an online course, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So... So I ask people to really go through it in its entirety and see the work that we've put into this and use it to pull some determination. Because if you don't pull determination and make those original decisions, you know, I always say there's nothing that's going to work for you, right? Nothing works. People say, oh, yeah, this is working really great. 
No, it's not. Nothing works for you in this world. You have to work for it, but hopefully the instruction that you're getting shows you how to do the work, right? And that's essentially all we're doing is showing you how to do the work, but it's very specific skills. It's how to find determination. It's what decisions do you need to make? When do you need to make them? And then scientifically, how do you carry them out? I'm not just telling you how to concentrate on or what to concentrate on. I'm teaching you how to actually concentrate. What's going to happen to your mind in extreme stress shooting events, right? I mean, when you experience a big bull elk coming into you and it's screaming its brains out and you've done sounds that make it want to kill you, <laughs> then then you experience adrenaline, right? What's going to happen to your body? When do you make these decisions, right? It's very important. It's very important sequencing of all these things. And so the online course shows you all of that stuff, but you have to take it in its entirety. And then if you find a specific module that speaks to you or you need to work on, watch it as many times as your little heart desires, right? That's the beauty of that. When you need a determination boost, that is when you would come to me in person. And that's when I run you through a gamut of, of things that will pull determination from you and you learn where to find it. And you learn all the little intricacies of, of release movement and all these things and how to put your mind where it needs to be. And you, le you do learn those things in the online course as well. But it's just a matter of having me right there with you. I mean, I'm right there with you in the online course, but having literally me right there with you, uh, sometimes, sometimes I got to, you know, basically verbally kick you in the hiney to get you going, right? Because <laughs> there's, no, there's no natural born shooters. That doesn't exist in the human world. There are only natural born decision makers. And we see these people every day in, in, you know, fairly high positions, they make decisions. And so those people, when you put them in shooting realms, usually get it very quickly only because they make decisions. Okay. I'm going to do it this way. No matter what, that's just what we're going to do. Right. And it's a personality trait. So some people have more trouble making decisions and it's usually because they're not determined enough. There, uh, you'll find in, in shooting instruction, there's a lot of people that look for a magic pill or they, you know, they're just hoping things work out for them. You know, I get emails all the time. Well, you know, do you think my, do you think your course is going to work for me? And I tell them, no, it's not going to work for you. If that's the, if that's the mental approach that you're going to give to this, then no, it's not going to work for you. I simply show you how to do the work. You still have to choose to do it. So I don't want people to go into these courses with false pretenses. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to dig down. This is a whole different approach to shooting. And it's, and it's not my opinion. That's the beautiful part about it. It's not my opinion. I, you know, formulated opinions a long time ago, but they're based on, you know, what really happened during that shot. Well, I think it was this, or I think it was that. That's why, you know, when I had my turning point in 2008, it wasn't until 2014 that I actually realized that I had my turning point back in 2008, but I didn't utilize it, 
right? I didn't even know what was happening. I controlled a shot on a critter and I didn't even know how I did it. I never analyzed it, but now I have to the nth degree. So now it's very easy for me to tell people what they're actually thinking because it was, I was in the same process. I used to have to hold five feet over a target and then I would dump my bow into the target and let the string go all at the same time. A giant linked motor program. That's where I was. I mean, it's the worst target panic that I've seen in decades, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's those are the courses, the book, the online course, the live live clinics. We are changing lives, man. It's so cool to watch people go through this transformation and then have success, instant success. I'm just trying to get you to your turning point much faster. It, it took me a lifetime to get there, and it's just there's no reason to there's no reason to struggle anymore. Like I said, the minefield has been navigated. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at you know, I'm looking at some of these testimonials on your site, and you know, you've it it really I mean speaks for itself. Um, you know, you've worked with a lot of different guys, and I mean, there's definitely some names, a couple of names on here, folks. Uh, folks would <laughs> would recognize. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things that really, it really does, uh, you know, the courses seem to really speak for themselves. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking out the book and uh, likelihood is uh, (laughs) I'll be picking up, uh, picking up the online course as well. Um, And I'm going to make sure on the show notes page, that's going to be the wildinitiative.com slash 131. I'll link to, uh, link to the website, um, link to the courses where folks can check them out. I'll make sure to put up a link to the book as well on Amazon. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, if folks wanted to find, find you online, uh, where all can they look follow, to follow along? So I've got a couple of Facebook pages, Shot IQ and Joel Turner. And on Instagram, it's Joel Turner underscore Shot IQ. And ShotIQ.com is the website. and it's another thing about the online course is it's got comments. So you would, you leave a comment. I check the comments and I answer you all right on the course. So, and if it's, if it's lengthy, then I would just have you email me and I'll just shoot you my email, which is Joel Turner at shot IQ.com. So just shoot me an email with your questions and I can, I'll, I'll help you out in any way, shape or form that I can. I've never had anybody. I know this is a double negative, but, I've never had anybody not gain control of their shot. When you approach the shot this way and you know how your mind works and you know what's coming and you know how to override your central nervous system and your subconscious, I've never had anybody fail. I've never had anybody say, nope, can't do it. I mean, if you well up enough determination to actually follow this course, you're going to gain control of your shot. It just requires determination. So it's, uh, it's really cool stuff. And the, you know, I get tons and tons of feedback and I don't get negative feedback. I may get feedback of somebody that's taken the course and said, oh, I still can't do it. And that tells me right there that they're not making the decisions, right? So then I have them, I have them either call me or, or email me or whatever, and I walk them through it. And it's very interesting. I'm like, okay, did you do this? When you stepped up to the line, did you say this? And they're like, no, I didn't do that. Well, 
it's not a magic pill. You can't just expect things to work for you. And that's, you know, the, when I do get feedback like that, it's just a matter of a skipped major step, right? Mm-hmm. And that it, those steps get erased by that need for things to work out. So we, we kind of get that foo-foo, la-la stuff out of the way and we get down <laughs> to the nitty gritty and it's, uh, and then those people go, oh, okay, I get it now. And then they go out and they have success with it. Wait, so what you're telling me is I actually have to work through the steps of the course for it to work for me, not just buy it? It's not going to work for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, you got to do work. It's not like manual labor. It's just (laughs) the course is extremely thought-provoking. So you're going to have to kind of dig down and go, okay, yep, this is a – I mean, when I talk about it, I've been there. Right? It's not that I just came upon this stuff and, and figured it out and was instantly successful. I was instantly successful when I did it, but I didn't realize I was doing it. I did not know how to deliver it. I didn't know how to analyze it. So, you know, if I'd have known these things when I was a kid, ah, it would have been fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, and that's, that's the cool part about it. The minefield has been navigated. We now know how to, you know, a shot process. I got this analogy from a buddy of mine. It's like a row of dominoes. If you don't hit the first one, the rest of them aren't going to fall down, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have enough determination to even step onto the path of shot control. And that's, it's when you know how to find it and you know what to do with it, making those decisions to make you present so that you can concentrate. Ah, it's man, it's powerful stuff. I just, I'm very passionate about it because I love seeing people succeed in these high stress shooting environments. I mean, if you think about it in the, in the world of mankind, this is information that we have been seeking since the dawn of man. Those successful hunters are the ones that got to carry on in life. And now that hunting is more of a luxury, it's, it's becoming lost. I mean, we have icons in hunting, right? And, but people never ask them the right questions. You might look at a certain person that may be your hunting hero, maybe, and you look at what equipment they shoot. You look at what boots they wear and what clothes they wear and all this stuff. But whoever asks them, hey, what are you thinking about when you're at full draw? Well, I have asked that of many of these hunting icons, and it's the same answer. They all say something while they're at full draw. Every one of them, to a person, to include very successful snipers, very successful rifle hunters, very successful bow hunters. When they are in high-stress shooting environments that require precision work, they all say something. And what you'll find if you really dive into it is they all say something in the critical second. So it is a pattern of success that has been lost or even never discovered because we never ask the right questions. We don't ask about the mentality of shooting. We look at the physicality of it. And usually a lot of times, unfortunately, unless you ask very specific questions, that person that is a professional archer, they can't even tell you how they did it. And that's unfortunate, especially if that person is trying to be an instructor. 
right? They may be really good themselves, but can they really analyze how they did it? And that's, that's the difference in Shot IQ is I started with nothing. I worked my way through the ranks and I know exactly how I did it. And that's the information that I put out to people now. So. Well, there we go. Yeah. Joel, I appreciate you uh, taking the time with me, sitting down and uh, giving people a little bit of introduction, giving them some tips on uh, improving their shooting. I really uh, encourage everyone here listening to make sure, uh, head on over to the show notes page, check out Joel's website, uh, check him out on socials. If you can, pick up a book, pick up one of the courses. I have no doubt uh, that I will be doing just that myself. Yeah, cool. You won't be sorry. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> All right, y'all. That'll do it for episode 131 of The Wild Initiative. Again, make sure you check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com slash 131. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. That'll do it for today, but until next time, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. 